You're listening to the best breakfast show in the land. So on the line, uh, we have got the psychologist. Good morning, Doc. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. We're good. We've got to Tolentana speak to us about just how how easily accessible um, pornographic material is to kids. And also, is there a way that we can better prepare ourselves as parents to have the conversation? So it's very scary because it's, it's everywhere. And now, even when they, they're watching ama, what you call it, cartoons, now cartoons are also, they have some porn in it, so they're trying to catch our kids in every way that they can. Now they use the internet to search for homework, but, you know, they find themselves all these adverts that you just have to click, and then you, you find, you know, pornographic videos, and it now doesn't even have to be, there's no edge restrictions as well. So as parents, we need to be very vigilant in what our children are watching, vigilant in what their phones, what access do they have on their phones, if we can block it, you know, but just but then how would you know the difference between maybe your teenager being addicted to pornography versus them just being quiz stage where they are just teenagers who are just curious because that's also obviously normal them being curious and wanting to explore would also be normal Okay, how you know which Umtanawako is now addicted is when they can't avoid anything that has any content in the porn. So anything that they watch, it has to have sex somewhere, somehow in it. Then you must just start watching it and see what is going on. And they always want more, so they always craving. So they will go and actually quickly and go on their history. They have gone in and fished for it. So it's not that it just fell on their hands, but they were watching something and then it happened. So they actually are now checking for it and it's constant time. And also they lose interest in going to play with other kids there, so they're on their gadgets most of the time and when they go to bed with their gadgets now, and you must just check. Sometimes they fall asleep on that gadget and you see what was the last thing that they are watching. Now it's addiction, it's no longer just, you know, interest and also, you know, they, they, you find that in the morning they're very tired because they weren't sleeping, because it does create the step sleeping patterns because at, at night or during, you know, it's, sometimes we watch them at night, but at school as well, they're very much exposed to it. We lock our kids' phones, but they have friends that, um, that you know, sort of expose And then what about, what do you do as a parent and how do you react when you have now discovered that your child has access to pornography and pornographic material? Because I know a lot of dads seem to find it very funny when their sons um, Mm. have access to these. And moms will generally react with anger. Yes. Mm. So so it's it's very nice to ask that because our parents never had such conversations because also, we went much exposed. We didn't have gadgets. We didn't have access to internet. So we were not told. So we never heard our parents speak about it. So we also are not uh, prone to speaking about things like sexual issues and stuff like that. So it is very important that we change that narrative now and start being open-minded and speaking about it because if we don't, someone else is telling them something different. I must also say, parents also do play a role because we give our kids the phones to play whatever games 
and there they are, the message comes from your friend, and your friend is sending you these videos, and they, that's how most, some of the kids that I've seen in my practice, they say, I went through dad's phone, and I saw this. I went through mom's phone, and I saw this. So we need to be very careful as well with our phones and what we give to them. And we must also be very careful to understand that there are different causes to this. Sometimes your child becomes uh, addicted to porn because they were abused, because they're sexually mm-hmm. abused, because they're going through depression, they are stressed, you know, and so they use this as a way of just um, escape, escape, you know, running away or trying to deal mm-hmm. with whatever they're going through. So as parents, may listen nagging and then you know your kids, but speak about it. Um, you know, we don't, obviously we try and normalize it, so if you scream and shout about it, they're going to hide it away from you. So now we need to have a conversation. We know you guys are exposed to sex, so let's speak about it. And the dangers, let's speak, let's speak about the dangers of you being addicted to it and how it can impact your entire life. And I heard you guys saying you were exposed from the ages of seven and stuff like that. And because you were just exposed, it's different. But if you are addicted to it, you, you will be in a different space today. So we've got Tolinta and Lamini Ngoya, counseling psychologist. When we come back, we are going to find out, you know, is there a way to treat porn addiction? <laughs> uh, so on the line, we've got Tolinta and Lamini Ngoya, uh, counseling psychologist, and we are talking about porn addiction. Um... So, the, the, if you find out that your, your, your young child um, is obviously addicted to porn, are there any long-lasting effects or side effects of that as they get older? Yes, definitely there are. So, now we, uh, we speak about issues of people, how people become racist because of the need and the craving of the sex and they can't get hold of it. And because how they're exposed to... To, to sexual behavior, you know, to, to sexual behavior of that rough. It depends on what kind of porn that they're looking at. And sometimes they start normalizing things that are not normal and things that are not expected for, for kids to start doing. So you'll find that young kids, that's why you hear that a 10-year-old raped a 5-year-old because now they want to start exploring and doing these things that they were watching the whole night. Also, you find that as an adult, your relationship starts being affected because your sexual craving as opposed to your partner is different. And also what you want to do is absurd. It's, it's very different to the normal wife, husband, or whatever relationship that you want to, to have. And also it leads to aggressive behaviors. You can be depressed because if you can't have access to it, then you start being aggressive, short-tempered. You, you become isolated because you always want to be alone so that you can have an opportunity to do this on your own. Can you treat it? Sorry. Can you yes, tre- it can be treated. It yeah. can. So, you, but the problem, the thing about treating something is you have to acknowledge that it's a problem first. I see. So once once somebody can see, if you can see that your child, even though you don't know if it's addiction yet, but they have been exposed, then get them to a therapist so that we can start seeing and evaluate how deep is the problem, so that we can start seeing if they need therapy, if they need support group, there is medication, if it's that deep, um, and also just if they and what is the underlying issues. If it's trauma. How then do we deal with the trauma that caused them? Because we need to deal with the source that caused them to become that. And then maybe taking them away the access to internet and all of those yeah. things. I mean, porn addiction is usually the first kind of addiction that children are exposed to in their lives. Does yeah. this, is, is there some kind of relationship to it leading to other addictions, you know, like gambling addiction, drug addiction and the likes? Yes, because sometimes to deal with one addiction, you try and get yourself to do something else so that you don't have... So let's say you're addicted to porn, but you're trying to not focus on porn or 
porn makes you feel a certain way and there's a need that you want to, to, to be active with somebody and there's no one, then you start smoking. So then you start becoming addicted to smoking or to drinking because you're trying to numb this craving. And then to try and get away from that craving, you become addicted to something else. So it's very important then to, to know that you can't stop one wrong with another. And also, if we, we, I'm very skeptical in saying wrong because, like I say, some are exposed not because they want to. So then it's, 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 it's a problem that needs to be, someone Address. needs to be helped with. Yes, we are yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to play you two voice notes. Here's one of them. Morning, guys. <laughs> I, uh, growing up, it's a really, really uh, uncomfortable thing, guys. Hey. Uh, but yeah, I think my experience was uh, I was eight years old. Uh, guys, we were playing mantrani um, when we were young, and uh, we'd try hump each other. I think uh, I probably was eight years old, if I could remember. Uh, but I was in primary, so I think yeah, the, uh, us being exposed to whether it's soft or hard porn, um, yeah, it's much higher, uh, younger than what um, the scientists are saying. Hey, Bongal, speaking to Vosi in Valcom. Hey, Vosi. my brother. Now, the first time, it, it wasn't actually a poll, like on the magazines or the videos or what. I remember I was 11 years of age, if not 10. I would see my brother at night. Having sex, my brother. I'm sorry to use that word. During the dates. Yo, and, and, and obviously we have so many of those. But but just mm. just to get maybe this connection, right? A, a lot of yeah. people, we've often had this conversation around dry humping that used to happen when you were younger, when you were a child. Was mm. that because we were exposed to porn or it's just the body's normal reaction at that age? Because I don't remember having watched any... Th- I, I, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, we're all so young, so yeah. I don't know what was yeah. happening. So there is, there is a stage in a child's life where we start being curious. What, how does this work? Where does this work? And so it is an so adolescent will go through that, and it's normal that they will touch themselves and do things like that. So, so there is a point where it's normal. But again, I want to I want to say this in therapy. I see a lot of adults that wait that start saying, you know what? In hindsight, I now think or I see that my cousin or my brother raped me at a young age. Because it was so normalized that if you see Avantuana, you know, hunting or playing sexual acts, it was a play. But mm-hmm. when you grow older, you start being resentful because you start realizing, woman, what this person did to me was wrong. But now it's too late to say. So, like you say, maybe we didn't look at it as it was porn or we didn't look at it as addiction. The things were done to most of the kids and because parents didn't. And I mean, about Dalla went to sleep. And ETV had all of these uh, porn kind of movies. Like, like somebody spoke about Emmanuel. I remember I worked at a hospital and Emmanuel was playing on a hospital television where everyone could walk in and, and watch it. Mm. That's how people were ignorant about um, how this, I mean, there's porn addiction and there's sex addiction. Imagine if you've got both. Mm. Mm. And I mean, uh, tell us the difference between, uh, oh, because we've got about 30 seconds, soft porn and hard porn, does it arouse the same zones in, in, in the body? So sex porn, you don't need to be um, to be exposed to porn. Sex addiction, you don't need to be exposed to porn. It's just anything. It's something that it's your, your mind, your mind just sort of starts craving. Your body starts 
you can't control it and it happens. Then porn is when you actually must go and log into things like that. I want to say, because we're speaking about porn, then it's on, it's on, on our phones and social media and stuff. If people look for, as psychologists, we're trying now to do these educational talks, that because parents are scared to speak to their children, like if you go on like TikTok, where the kids are, you kind of put children kinds of psychologists, you will find that I would then have these talks, then rather expose your kids to, to these platforms where they can learn things, rather than just, you know, See. be exposed to wrong See. things. So let's have both in there. So that while he was busy, you know, checking sex, then they would say, yeah, guys, I understand it, it's there, but this is what it will do to you, so we need help. So we are there on social media, yeah. you know, and like I say, people must just expose children to know that psychology and therapists are not scary people. That's where they need to find help. Tolin Santa, Zamini Ngoya, thank you so much for speaking to us. She's a counseling psychologist. I definitely know that we'll speak to you again. Have a great Tuesday, okay? Have a great day. Thank you, guys. Hashtag The Takeoff at Radio 2000 ZA on all social media platforms. Be part of an award-winning team.